Shout out to everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in to the nation. My name is Law Nation. Let's get this thing going one way or another. Really appreciate each and every last one of you all. Guys, know how this thing go. We talk about Dallas Cowboys here all day, every day. And uh, we're going to be able to see the game plan, the true game plan. You guys know how this thing goes, right? Let's go. Yeah. Hope you got your coffee this morning. It's a beautiful day. It is. It's nice. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Let's go. All right. So I'm going to do a little something different. For those who out there who uh, hit me up in the inboxes and and always hit me up and saying, hey, Law, I want to be on the show. I, I want to talk to you, man. I want to let you know what's on my mind. I want to let you know what's on my mental. And uh, I always say, hey, man, I'm going to try to get back with you. And uh, normally uh, it, it just be one of those things where it's time. Time is always my enemy, especially when you got a little one. You guys know how that is, right? And I'm trying to be the best father ever, right? But oftentimes uh, I do have a little moment to share with you all so uh, what i'm going to do is i'm going to post a link and uh when you the only requirement is when you click on this link you better have some good high speed internet because uh if you choppy and things like that uh i'm gonna have to let you go i had to get you out of the uh <laughs> the box there but when you click on that link and and, and another thing you gotta have uh google gotta use google chrome browser and uh, when you click on that link, you'll be live on the show as well. And uh, you'll be able to let me know what's on your mind, what's on your mental. And uh, before the season start, I will have my mixer board so that you guys can have a call in session. I used to have it all where it uh, ran all the way through my computer. But every time I try to do it, it was to kick my computer down. But uh, guys, let me know if you want to jump in. Click that link that's in the description box as well. And I put the link for those that's on the Periscope. I'm going to put it in this thing. So you guys can click that link, jump in, let me know what's on your mind, and let me know what's on your mental so we can talk about the Cowboys game plan. Uh, in between time, if you uh, <laughs> if you uh, got some crazy stuff to say, you know how they go, uh, don't worry. I will tell you, I'll tell you this right here. Good day, sir. <laughs> but you already know how that thing goes. So I really appreciate each and every last one of you all. This is the thing. All right. Cowboys, we've been doing the same game plan, I believe, since 2013, I, I believe. And uh, and it's not making major moves in the, uh, in the offseason as it relates to free agency. So they got their game plan. This is their philosophy, meaning that we are trying to find a player that we can find for cheap or we can find a player that fits our particular system, style, scheme, and see how Dallas Cowboys can help elevate their growth pattern. Because we were in the hole. A lot of people felt to realize, man, we were still paying Miles Austin in 2016. Let that sink into your mental. We were still paying Miles Austin, I believe, uh, in the latter part of uh, 2016. That's a crazy contract. And we were bitten because uh, a lot of times we look at players and we just can't make moves on them. And, and, and that's the thing. It's not about the Cowboys being cheap. It's impossible to be cheap in the salary cap era. <laughs> These guys are billionaires. 
the salary cap is 188 million, meaning that you are being responsible of not sinking all of your money into uh, a certain sector of your team when you got the draft right around the corner. Now, it will be a story of a different day if we are not already had our draft picks and we're sitting back and we have the opportunity to pick up a player. So what I believe the Cowboys are doing this right here, they got more money. They got more money than they had in the past. So what they're doing is they're trying to figure out a way if we can just make it through this draft, meaning that we don't want to pick up a guy that can be on this team for two years opposed to a guy that we can help develop and be on this team for five. You know, oftentimes I was telling everybody, I was saying this too, um, a lot of times when you look at this particular free agency and you see those teams going out and getting that veteran guy, they're going to pass up a young guy, a young fish, <laughs> because they them drafted, they, they, they're not going to draft and use that asset because they got a guy already that they're paying bukus of money to. There's no way that somebody can tell me that when the draft come around that the Cleveland Browns is going to draft another wide receiver. Mm -mm. <laughs> They're not. They're going to look at it from this aspect. We got Odell Beckham. We got the uh, Jarvis Landry's of the world. There's no way that they. There's no way that I believe that they're going to draft the tight end. <laughs> so what that does for us, it helps us out. If we wanted, if if let's say for example. If tight ends or a, a wide receiver was a thing of need for us, right? So just when we see these big boys get drafted or big boys get picked up in the free agency on the defensive side of the ball, it's, it's kudos to us, especially coming out of that uh, the safety realms too. <laughs> it's kudos to us because now the Warren Thornhills of the world can drop. And, and, and shout out to Warren Thornhill. Uh, I should I should have hit him up on Twitter and tell him to jump in because all over Instagram, he's liking all of the Cowboys content. I don't know if he's a closet Cowboy fan. I don't know, but he likes <laughs> he liking most of the uh, Cowboys uh, fan pages uh, content when they mention his name. Uh, hey, Cowboys is the place to be, especially uh, if you're coming out of college and things like that. And uh, it's just one of those things where it's a place to be. Shout out to Mark, man. Appreciate you for tuning in on the Periscope, uh, as well as Nicola. Do free agency picks up win Super Bowls these days? Um, Nicola, my stance on this would be this right here with free agents. Uh, I don't think a gang of free agency uh, players will make it make it to the Super Bowl because there's one element that people fail to realize: the NFL is a is an ultimate team sport. This is not like the NBA where you can pick up a gang of guys and you say, okay, we balling out. <laughs> we, 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 we the all-stars on one team. No, it don't happen that way in football because there's this thing called continuity <laughs> that a lot of people fail to realize. A lot of people think that the, the Cleveland Browns, and, and guess what? I will come back on this show and I would apologize to all of the Cleveland Brown fans if I'm wrong. But I've seen this story before where you have all these talent. You got all these weapons out there. <laughs> and they fold up like lawn chairs because there's no poise. There's no continuity. And then there's no extra fight. It's always something about when you got that dog nasty tem temperament. You got that dog nasty mindset. And you throw that bone out there and there's only one bone left and it's four dogs. And they didn't eat in a long time. They fight. <laughs> it's a bloody warfare to get to that last bone. It's something about that in football. It's something about being that guy that everybody looked over. And it's something about punching somebody in the mouth 
when you feel like they've been privileged in a sense. Remember this. There were teams, man, in the early 2000s when the Cowboys were going through their bull, <laughs> when we were going through all of the 5 and 11s, 5 and 11s, 5 and 11s, for those who can remember when we was like the low end of the low end, couldn't compete. There were teams still remembering the ass whooping we gave them in the 90s. Excuse my French. But they was remembering what Jimmy Johnson used to run up the score. And they loved it. They said, look, we're on prime time. We're not finna fold up like lawn chairs against the Cowboys. They beat us down. They stopped us from going to our Super Bowl. We're going to make sure we put that knife into them and then twist it and turn it and let them know. That is no mercy because they talking about they are the America's team and they're the team of the 90s, quote unquote. Man, they didn't show no mercy for us, Cowboys. <laughs> they didn't. And that's the reality of it. Sometimes when you feel like and they still do it to this day, there's still major market media people who still take that envy strife that 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 pain all of those things that they had er, in the early 90s and they still hold those grudges against cowboys and they play to the best of their ability and they call the game to the best of their ability and they will find out if jerry jones stepped on an ant they will call peter they'll have everybody saying that that guy is a crew owner he's horrible or or uh we we would turn on to those radio stations because for those who watch uh, First Take, or some people call it First Fake, Molly and uh, Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp, so were, Molly will even get on TV and start crying. Oh, oh it's, it's domestic violence. I was domestic violence. But it happened to another team. She's just like this. <laughs> people hold grudges against the Dallas Cowboys. People want that spotlight. And when they're not able to get it, Every opportunity that they can, they'll try to turn the lights off. That's just the reality. So the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> they're going to come into this league next, well, this year, 2019. Everybody going to have a camera. Everybody going to have a spotlight on them. And then on top of that, instead of putting in the work during the offseason, it's already going to be saying, hey, hey, how do you feel playing with Odell? How do you feel about the young phenom Baker Mayfield? How do you feel about Ninjoku stepping it up? How do you feel about Kareem Hunt only getting suspended for eight games, meaning that he'll be fresh toward the back part of the season? And also, you guys have Nick Chubb. Everything is writing on the wall for you guys to win 16 games games you know it, it, all that is going to be feeding into that particular base that fan base and they're going to say how oh, are we going to the super bowl because we got these weapons and then all of a sudden when it's time to get hit when it's time to get laid out when it's time to get down the game plan to change <laughs> that's that, that's the story of our cowboys for the last 25 years basically now there's another team that's going to have to go through that too <laughs> Just remember this Cowboy Nation, the New England Patriots. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to send that link, man. You guys can jump in at any time, man. One at a time, right? One at a time. Appreciate the donation to help grow the nation, man. Thank you for that. Uh, uh, who's this? Uh, G-H-E. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for, for being part of this thing. Uh, let me see if we can put this link one out there one more time. All right, so uh, appreciate you all. So the, the New England Patriots, just wait. 
their time is coming. Just like when we, when it was the latter part of Troy Aikman's, when it was like the, the, the now it's just the fact that uh, Tony Romo and um, Tony Romo and company just couldn't push it all the way over. But, you know, the Troy Aikman era, when it was the latter part of his career, when we know for sure like he couldn't pass that rock again, you know, throw the rock, he couldn't escape. And, uh, the writing was on the wall when he was running out of the sideline. And I think LeVar Arrington, he still hit him and put him in a concussion. I could be wrong. I think it was LeVar Arrington. Um, that was the end of our little run there. Watch. And I'm not wishing this on the uh, Patriots at all. But there's only one other team that I can remember or that I can recall to have that blessing of going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and nobody kind of looked at anything kind of sideways. But it's hard to find a quarterback. So we went from Troy Aikman to a whole gang of quarterbacks, and then we finally found Tony Romo, and we saw a little spark, you know. And then we had our hopes and our love and adulations all the way up there. And trust me, 2007, I believe that we should have hosted the Lombardi Trophy, but it's a story of a different day. Uh, but there's – there's times <laughs> that little stale period when you don't have that quarterback, we don't have that team that can consistently win games. New England Patriots, they're going to feel it. And I'm not just talking about the fans. I'm talking about the players that's going to go on to that team after Tom Brady is long gone from here. And they're going to be teams giving New England Patriots the business. And they're going to run it up, run it up, run it up, run up to score. They're going to rub it all in them. They're going to say, hey, how do y'all feel now <laughs> losing? It may be the Jets. It may be the Bills because they're going to rise up out of that, uh, that, that horrible division. It may be somebody. But when they do it, man, <laughs> just watch out, man. Watch out. Uh, Victor Medley says time and circumstances happen to all. Yeah, it do, man. It do. It's one of those things where when you when you got to wait for that time to settle in and rest down, it's 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 a crazy process, guys. It is. It's very crazy. One can argue the fact that it's it's so crazy that you can be looking right at your team and you can have all of your thoughts saying, man. We're going to we're going to have this grace period forever, <laughs> forever. But it's rarely, man. It's rarely. Uh, it's been, what, two decades now for the Patriots? That's a long run. <laughs> Somebody can argue and say they're the team of the 2000s, and then they are the team of the second half of the 2000s. It's going to be 2020. They've been winning for two freaking decades, literally. <laughs> uh, but we saw how high that flavor can run for us, and we started out on the earlier part of the 90s. And we're still on that high. We're still coming down from that high. We are still being referenced from that team. Uh, man, it's just crazy. Uh, Joseph, man, really appreciate you all. Uh, love this defensive class, especially safety class. Yes. <laughs> Put it like this. This safety class is deep enough for us to see somebody to come out of the first round. And we'll still say, hey, man, there's still a chance. That's still a chance. Uh, and then also you can see two or three guys come out of the second round. And before our pick, and we can still look at it and say, hey, don't panic. Don't panic. That, tra that, that draft board still looks good. 
If you don't believe me, hit my guy up, Vach Lombardi, man. He brings the party with the draft information for the nation. Hit up Vach. Let him, let him know that, hey, man, how deep is this class on both sides of the ball where we, what we need? And we are complaining about free agency. <laughs> Look, on, that def- on the front four, there's some dogs out there for that. And on that safety on the back end of our defense, there's some dogs out there for that. Now, am I of the belief that we get rid of Xavier Woods and we get rid of Jeff Heath? No, 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 no. We don't have to do that. Not at all, Cowboy Nation. (laughs) We don't. All we have to do is just sit back. Sit back and relax. And just chill. Uh, Zeke. You see, he said, how are you doing, Law? I'm doing fine like wine, man. I'm doing great. Uh, Juan Thornhill would be a good fit. This is from Floyd. Look, this is why Warren, Juan, I'm saying Warren, Juan Thornhill would be a great fit. Um, He had the size, (laughs) right? He had the length. He had the measurables. He had the speed. And he's a fly-out-to-the-ball, ball-hawk guy. Um, There is a, let me just do this right here. Let me know if you guys are still want to jump in because I'm going to leave that link open. And we're going to go right here. Let me go to the big board. We're going to go right here. Let me pull up that. Pull up Google. We're going to pull up Google. And we're going to look at uh, up Warren Thornhill information. He's just that nasty, guys. He, he, He really fit the mold of what we what we want you know so everybody can see um <clears throat> he's six foot so he, he's he's above the uh being a a five eight five nine guy and uh he's 205 pounds so he got the size he ran a four 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 two that's pretty good i ran a four 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 forty yeah so he's a little he, he he's a little bit faster than me uh bench press uh, twenty that's two twenty five. Now he's a whole lot stronger than me because I couldn't get that thing up twenty one times. No way, that boy did twenty one reps. That speaks volumes, guys. Twenty one reps. I didn't I didn't see his uh scout scouting pro day uh out there in the combines. I didn't see his his. I need to go rewind those tapes. He lift that thing twenty one times. And then he wears number 21. He won't be able to wear number 21 when he gets to the league, though, uh, if he goes on the uh, on the uh, uh, Dallas Cowboys, if he's selected. <laughs> but uh, right here, they got him as comp, as ha-ha Clinton Dix. Now, to me, ha-ha Clinton Dix, I think that he's, he's a better ball hawk than ha-ha. You know, it, to me personally, that's just my personal preference. And and but ha ha Clinton Dix, you we already know when he went to the Green Bay Smackers, uh, he he didn't create much problem for us when we played against the Green Bay. But he was always around the ball. And if ha ha is still out there after the draft, and if he somehow managed to not get picked up by anybody in free agency, look, I'll take a real good swing at ha ha. But to me, I think that teams are really wanting to go ahead and do the draft. And, and that's why you, you draft a player opposed to going out here and just picking up a free agency. 
This is the plain example right there. Because what you don't want to happen here is you really just don't want to go and pick up a free agent guy. And then you fool around. And with the 58 pick, the guy that you really wanted to draft is right there. And uh, it's crazy. All right. And uh, let me go back to here. He says, uh, Cowboys vet 71. He said, hashtag law. Who wrote the letter to Eric Berry? Uh, Cowboys vet 71. I guess he must uh, read uh, uh, or watch one of my older streams there. Uh, Jason Gary wrote the letter to uh, uh, um, Eric Berry. He was the coach that wrote a letter out to Eric Berry when he was in his cancer uh, situation. And he, he didn't want the spotlight. And he wrote a very compelling letter. Somebody told me that Jason Garrett is one hell of a writer, too. So, and he, of course, he's a smart, brilliant guy. <laughs> he's a motivator. He probably tell the story to everyone uh, this offseason during uh, training camp. Um, he's, these are uh, Juan Thornhill's strengths. These are his strengths right here. Uh, NFL size and wingspan for that position, right? You guys can see that. Former cornerback. With carryover ball hawk mentality. That is a, this right here is a plus in my book. I love the fact when corners move over and play safety. And it puts you in the mind, and I'm not saying this. Uh, trust me, do not crucify me for saying this. Do not crucify the law. But Ed Reed was a one hell of a good cornerback. But he switched over to safety before he made it to the pros, if that makes any sense for you all. And his ball hawking ability, it was like, man. But his corner skills, he lacked that hip flex movement up close. And then on top of that, he was a guy that can freestyle out in space. Let me give you another example. Rod Woodson started off in the pros as a cornerback. But when he switched over to safety, OMG. That, that ball hawk skill, that tracking to the ball is something that you really just don't, don't, you don't get rid of those skill sets. Just like I can look at Jalen Ramsey. Look, this guy, Jalen, although we, we look at his skill set, we, we look at him, he's long, length, rangy, what have you. He got a long, long, long career ahead of him because what he's going, what's going to happen, once he hit like 29, 30, I flip Jalen right over to safety. <laughs> He can play another five years at that same type of energy at the same type of effectiveness out there on the field because that ball tracking ability will not go away. He got that player recognition. And I'm talking about Jalen Ramsey, Rod Woodson's other worlds and Ed Reed, those guys, you know, you can say Darren Woodson, but Darren Woodson went from a linebacker to a safety, you see. <laughs> and, and that's a whole nother story. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But he, he, hey, he brings back the ball treats every target like it's thrown to him <laughs> i love that look, look 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 just i'm gonna highlight it i'm just gonna keep it there for a while right we're just gonna highlight it keep it there <laughs> just keep it there treats every not some not a few but you guys you guys see it says every every target <laughs> like it's thrown to him not to me, not to you that stay over there, to him. Man, Charles Woodson, yes, Cedric, man. Yes, indeed. That's why, hey, I wanted Charles Woodson so bad to put on that silver and blue. 
guys remember he had the DUI situation. The Raiders said, look, man, the guy, he fell off. He had an injury, he had a DUI. Look, we just going to wash our hands for, with him. He was out there on the market, and the Cowboys, we wanted to make that squeeze, but we didn't have enough money at the time. We didn't have, we were still paying some boys, you know, and we just didn't have that few, a few dollars, and we had some situations off the field with some other players that I think it was like Adam Pac-Man at the time, and it was like the media kind of curved that, like, ah, oh, the Cowboys shouldn't go out to Charles Woodson. I said, man, the Cowboys need to go out of the Charles Woodson. I wish I was on YouTube at the time. And they just said, you know what? We washed our hands, and Charles Woodson ended up getting picked up by the Green Bay Smackers, the team that I hate. Boy, I hate that doggone team. When he went to that team, I had no choice because I love his skill set. I had no choice but to still watch them because I loved the way Charles Woodson play out there, you know. And and he was able to lift and elevate that particular team all the way to the Super Bowl. Now, although he got hurt, he didn't play in the Super Bowl, but they still learned from him. So that, that was my whole battle cry all this offseason and a part a little bit last year about the Earl Thomas situation. It was never about – can he play the full 16 weeks? I just wanted him to pour upon his knowledge upon all of the players that's out there in that secondary so that they can tr they can actually see something tangible that they can physically see run those particular plays. Now, can Xavier Woods get there? Yes, I believe deep down in my heart, soul and sinew and spirit that Xavier Woods have some of those traits and some of that ability. Now, he's no Charles Woodson, nor he's no Earl Thomas, nor he's an Eric Berry, nor he's on those parameters. But he shows that he can get there. He can, but it's going to be a thing that I told everybody before, and I'm telling you guys, it's called experience. <laughs> That's something that is just going to take time. It just it got it just takes time, unfortunately. All right, so close distance drive through runners' legs to finish. Just drive through. That meaning he's not no, uh, no, no no rookie as it relates to being sus out there as it relates to tackling. Willing tackler and and, I, and the film that I showed you last night, them boys was gasped. <laughs> they didn't want that that contact down in the trenches. Uh, you know, they start playing, tackling too high and this sorts of things. Body doesn't appear to carry puffed up weight total from uh, from the spring, meaning that he looks and appears frail or what have you. Uh, but but for those who out there remember back in the day, there was this guy named Merton Hanks played for the 49ers. He had a narrow frame as well, but he could still deliver the boom. Now frame for work in the box this is his weaknesses right here and that's not these two weakness traits right here that's nothing to do with anything <laughs> needs improvement attacking blocks near the line uh, hey <clears throat> i'm gonna tell you something <laughs> that's why you can't put him inside you know you don't want to put him that close to the los anyway he's not going to be that guy he's not going to be the box safety guy now can he play a little box yes but that's supposed to be Kayvon Frazier. One can argue that can be Jeff Heath's responsibility. You want to play him pretty much in a role that's out in space in the deeper thirds and things like that. Slow to open up and sprint and transitioning on the deep throws, meaning turning his hips, getting his head around towards the ball. I think that that can be coached out, especially if he ever come on the Dallas Cowboys uh, roster there. The guy is just wicked nasty, man. He's just nasty with it. He just... He just 
Oh, oh no, that's a broad jump. Broad jump. 11-9. We just saw 11-4. 11-9. Uh, I think your boy, what? He jumped like 12-something. So that means he can jump out of the box, too. So that shows us that he have that skill set. Uh, I like him, man. I, I really do. And, and trust me, he'll be a plus on his team. Let me know how you guys feel about the uh, the Juan Thornhills of the world. Um, <clears throat> Long neck Merton. Yeah, he used to hit you. He would do some dance. He thought the boy had a seizure or something. Like, what's going on with him? I used to hate him when the Cowboys played against him. But he always around the ball. He was wreaking havoc, man. He was doing up uh, – uh, doing those crazy things. Merton grew up in Dallas. I didn't know that. Where, where he from? Oak Cliff? He from Richardson? What part of Dallas is he from? For, <laughs> he from DeSoto? Where he from? Cedar Hill? Uh, we have signed players now at the right price. This is from Joshua Furch. Yes, we did, man. We signed players at the right price, man. Um, I'm sending this link out again for those who want to jump in and let me know how you guys want to you know, talk this talk, you know. Jump on in. <laughs> Get on in. All right, so who else we have here? Danny Smith. Woods can fly around and can make some hits in the box too. Yes, he can. He can make some hits in the box. But as if, as if I'm going to say again, <laughs> he can do that. Soaking, soaking uh, Jeff Heavey. They can make these plays and they can fly out to the ball. But when we look up the film, we just need a little bit more consistency with that. And it comes with time. It do. It do come with time. And and trust me, five years from now, everybody be looking back like, look, man, Xavier Woods is that beast. <laughs> and we be talking about, like, contract negotiations for him. And uh, and, and they're going to be like, hey, y'all remember he felt disrespectful for the Cowboys doing this and that. We be like, yeah. But we saw the instincts. That's why we jumped out of our seats when we drafted him. Boy, we just we said, boy, that's a steal. <laughs> Some people had a third-round grade on him. Some people had a sixth-round grade on him. But for those who really looked at the film and said, look, Louisiana Tech ain't that sus. They all right. You know, give that boy a chance. And we picked him up. Boy, we was happy. Uh, all right, so what we have here, I'm just telling the truth. Yeah, Rodney, what's going on? You said you, yes, you're a writer. He thought that they stabbed your fellow man in the back. Yeah, you know, people feel that way, man. Chris Coverton uh, will be a steal. You know, Christian Coverton, yeah, I believe that he will be a steal. Uh, he will be a, a guy that, that, that we can put into the fact. Look, we was talking about this. We was talking about this, like, Antoine Barbecue Woods had a good, a good season, right? Had a good season. He was explosive, pushing back the pocket, caught an INT. He was doing those things. But when we looked at that Rams tape, I know it was only one game, but there's another game that I need to pull up so I can show you guys too. It was actually three games out there. Uh, the Colts game was really, really telling of what where we need to help at at that defensive tackle. And the, and the Rams game, they just exploded it all the way. We need help inside. Antoine Barbecue Wood, he was gasp. They were so gasped, they were subbing, they were subbing in number 51. <laughs> they were subbing in uh, Crawford to be in that spot. It was horrible for us. We couldn't get off the blocks, man. We was just standing straight up. We couldn't bend. We was like, man, we was getting our butt whipped. <laughs> There's one thing about when you get into a fight with somebody. You, when you get into the fight for somebody, man, even though it could be two to three years from now, 
you'd be like, man, hey, that was a hard fight. But that mother sucker can punch right there. You know for sure the next time you fight him, you'd be like, man, that joker can punch. And when they can punch, man, I don't want to fight him. But you'll fight him, though. But you're like, man, I don't really want to fight this guy again. That joker almost tore my head off. <laughs> but that's just something about fighting. Uh, shout out to Miss Jackie. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, she said, good morning, Cowboy Nation and Law Nation. Appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, all right. So uh, what we have here, 5,000 watts. We need an accumulate. We need to accumulate more picks because Will kills it every year. Yeah, uh, Will do. Will McClay, he kills it. He find the guy that we kind of looked over or he somehow the guy that we've been looking at and we've been looking on film and we were saying, there's no way possible. Cause you know how back in the days it would be like before the Will McClay era, we'd be looking at a player like, Hey, I really want that guy. <laughs> I've been looking at all type of research on this guy and the Cowboys passing by. And you'd be like, man, what? Cowboys passing by. But now the thing is with Will, it's like the guy that we want, the guy that we kind of like sitting on the edge for, and we were like, look, it'll be nice if this guy could be on the team. And then you hear that little that little chime, and then all of a sudden you look down and you say, oh, shucks, Will McClay done struck the guy that we wanted. <laughs> That's silly. <laughs> That's silly, huh? <laughs> That's crazy. We be giddy and everything. And so far, I've been working out, you know, because I, I remember there was tons of people before the draft came around that hit me up law said, hey, man, check out this guy. I couldn't even say his name, and I still mess up his name. He said, check out Cheeto Woozie. Check him out. Check him out. And I'm sitting there like, ah, okay, I'll check out this Colorado tape. And um, I look up the Colorado tape, and I'm looking at it like, man, this guy can play inside the slot. He can play outside, and then he can flex around and be a safety. Man, this guy's trying. I mean, we Cowboys don't have a chance of getting him. And then all of a sudden, I see my guy Drew Pearson up there talking about Cheeto, a woozy, you know. <laughs> oh, man, that Drew Pearson. But um, that's what uh, I believe. Um, let me get my phone right quick. That's what I believe. Uh, what That's what I believe. That's what happened with the uh, Will McClay. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I got got eight more minutes, eight more minutes, eight more minutes for this show, man. I really appreciate each and every last one of you all for tuning in to the nation. Don't forget to hit that like button, share this content, let a friend, neighbor, foe know where to go, where they can listen in to the nation as we speak about the game plan. The game plan, I'm going to go over the game plan again. We don't make major moves in the in the free agency. We don't. We just don't do it. But at the same time, by us being conservative in a, in a sense, it help out our bottom line. We sign our own players. I know that's not a favorable thing. I'm already on record. I'm on record saying that I wish the Cowboys get one or two guys in the free agency to be that explosive guy. We don't have to break the bank or anything. I think that one free agency uh, player that's a veteran that can help out the team, whether it be on the back end or the front, like the Adamakan Sue or the Worlds, or or maybe find that Trey Boston or Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Maybe he'd be after the draft. Somebody like that that can help out as it relates to veteran help. Not saying that you break the bank. Because if you look at any Super Bowl team that won the Super Bowl or even made it to the Super Bowl, it was done via free agency or some kind of major offseason trade or something like that. I was sitting waiting until somebody can pull up evidence otherwise. 
every team that we know of, they went and made some move. The Denver Broncos, they got their butt whooped by the Seattle Seahawks. One can argue that Seattle Seahawks, uh, beast mode. He wasn't homegrown. Uh, uh, Cliff Avery's and all those boys, they weren't homegrown, but they were added to that team to help out and elevate that team. Uh, the Bennett kid, he wasn't homegrown on the Seattle Seahawks. They picked him up from the Buccaneers. So there are ways where you can help elevate your team when you have a little money, of course, uh, to help your team to get to the next level. And then the following year, the Broncos said, you know what? <laughs> Let me take a page out of that book. And I'm going to get where I'm going to get uh, to leave a keep. I think they had where like that previous year. But you know how I'm talking. I don't know what I'm saying, you know. The, the, the doggone Patriots did the same thing. <laughs> when rented out to leave, they got there, they lost. They said, okay, we're going to get Revis. They got there, and I believe they won. Then they said, you know what? We're just going to spend the money on the uh, the guy that caught the interception in the Super Bowl. Uh, we saw the Philadelphia Filthy Eagles. They went and got these guys uh, to help out on their defense. So there's ways. There, there are ways, and until somebody prove me otherwise that the free agency is a, a a scam, then I'll hush as it relates to um, finding that one or two veteran guy. But we still draft first. Hopefully, hopefully the game plan will be this: you let this draft come around, you draft the guy that you really, really want, and then after that. You'll say, I'll take a swing at this guy after the draft during the free agency. Nicole, I appreciate you. He says, real talk, Law Nation. Who's our kicker? <laughs> oh, man. Um, any kick that's beyond 45 yards, it's Brett Mayer. Any kick be <laughs> that's a little bit closer than 45 yards, I'm going to be holding my breath. I'm going to be like, and witness protection. I'm gonna be like, ah, I'm gonna be crazy. I'm gonna be like, ah, I'm closing my eyes. Bird box blue. <laughs> I'm gonna bird box view it, you know. But I don't know. I, I think that they will be major player in the kicking game. I just don't want the Dallas Cowboys to to fall for the, oh, let's draft a kicker in the third round type of situation, you know, or let's draft a kicker in the fourth or the fifth round. I don't want that. No, I don't want that. <laughs> You better figure out a way. Don't draft a kicker. Don't draft him. Don't do that. Nicola, I hope they don't do that. <laughs> oh, man. How you guys feel about that? You know, uh, outside of defensive tackle and safety, what, what are things that you guys want? Uh, I know you guys want a slot, slot receiver guy, right? I think to really put this offense over the top, to really do, um, I, and this is just my philosophy, uh, I think that we need one more explosive player. Uh, Tavon Austin, he com he's coming back for a prove-it year. And I, and I love it when you got a man back against the wall and everybody discounting him, everybody counting him out and saying that he's not a major factor. Go back and watch that Seattle Seahawks playoff game and, I'll, and just come back and tell me <laughs> what did you saw in that game. What would you be able to see? Uh, and then, especially, the boy came back from injury <laughs> injuries, you know. But that's a story of a different day. This team really needs, in my opinion, another explosive guy. You can depend on Tavon talking about he coming back, but the reality of it, like if a Paris Campbell is out there, or the world's, uh, if somebody said Lil Jordan Humphreys or Debo Samuel, uh, I don't think that they are over the top explosive, but they will help out. 
Jay Sternberger, Andrew Castillo. Yeah, 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 he'll be nice. See, Andrew Castillo, let me tell you a story. Andrew was one of the guys that said, look, man, law. And like every time during the draft, he always have that information for the nation. Law, check out, you know, <laughs> check out Cheeto Wuzie. Look, the boy can ball. And I'm saying like, okay, whatever. <laughs> See, and he, he was right on it. Victor, too. You know, all you guys uh, have that good insight, good information. Uh, I understand, Joseph. I agree, but Stephen Jones does not. Uh, what did Joseph uh, was saying here? All right, Joseph, if draft well enough, we don't need to sign a big-name player. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think we don't need to sign a big, big-name player. We need to find. We still need to find that that veteran guy though. After the draft, don't want to pay him too much money before the draft, and it throws off our draft board. Just find a guy after the draft. Uh, Jay on my uh, Periscope says Isabella. When, when I think of Isabella, the boy run a four two nine or something like four three one in between those splits there. That's fast. That's fast. So I look at that, and then he's short. He's compact build. He's built right. You know, it, it not not in the fact that he's short with tiny legs or anything. He's short like Ryan Switzer. You know, uh, he was short, but he's built right. You know, you don't look at him and say, okay, he's he's injury prone because he's built right. And we'll we'll do that on another day, as far as that 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 storyline of how you want your players to be built. For example. Tavon Austin is short, but he's built like a uh, he's in a player met running back, but he's built very he's very frail in a sense. And he's a high compact guy, meaning that he's a high uh, volume guy with the ball. That's not going to equate to, hey, this guy going to play forever. You know, he's going to get hit and this small frame is going to snap up. It's different from the other story when I was talking about Warren Thorne here, because you the guy delivering the hitting or the Merton Hanks, you the guy delivering the hitting. It's the reason why Merton Hank is not a wide receiver, you see. It's the reason why Warren Thornhill is not a receiver, you, you see. But it's a story of a different day as well. So I'm looking at Izzy Bella. He's built compact. He's strong. Look like he can take a few hits. Like the Judelin Elderman of the world, right? We look at Cole Beasley. He's built a little bit frailer than the Judelin, if you can make that comparison. Um, <clears throat> so it's about... You being able to get hit and stand back up and step up and not have that lingering injury. And on top of that, you're fast enough to swirl around and get to the edge, squeeze, get small, and capture, capture the field and be a threat inside and out. That's what Isabella can do. I think that he's much more than just an inside guy. I've seen him play on the outside. He will be a great pickup. My thing is, what round would you invest that in? And I'll be dogged. And I'll be damned if they pick him up in the second with the 58 pick. I think that this team still should go with a defensive front guy or defensive presence with that 58. What is the 58 pick that we got? I think we should go with defense. But if he's sitting around there in the third, here we go, Isabella. Appreciate everybody, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. Got a lot of things to do. Got to go a good shopping. Got to do the honeydew list. You guys know how that go. But uh, <laughs> don't forget to hit that like button. I'm shocked and appalled that nobody joined in to the nation, man. You guys got me feeling bad, man. Let me know down the line if you ever 
want to call in to the show, uh, let me know and I will be able to hook that up too. Um, just let me know before I go invested in this mixer <laughs> that you guys would like to call in to the show and uh, give me your thoughts and your opinion. Let me hit this beat up right quick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Elijah Holyfield. He's built right too. Yes, he's he he destroyed Georgia. You know, I guess he played for Georgia. What are you talking about, Jay? <laughs> Charles Amenu and Lil Jordan Humphrey. Ain't nothing little about Jordan Humphrey. When y'all look up Lil Jordan Humphrey, you're gonna say, man, that guy is nothing nowhere near being little. <laughs> That's a big old boy. I would love it for Dak Prescott. A six foot three, six foot four frame you can put into the inside. He'll have me dancing like this. The you, what's up? Scott, shout out to you. Joseph. Anytime, Joseph, anytime, man. Y'all, y'all regulate. Appreciate the mods. The, <laughs> the mods, man. You guys are holding it down. Don't forget to hit the Discord link. It's in the description box. We have a tons of information. Guys are always pouring out tons of information for the nation, man. To help me out. You guys know more than me, right? <laughs> I'm just here. I'm just a voice. <laughs> yes, Dexter Lawrence. Oh, Boy, if we get Dexter Lawrence, I'd be like, oh, Lord. <laughs> It'll be too crazy. It'll be too much like right, man, if we get Dexter Lawrence. Yes, Jamal. Yes, we live like 95, but we're finna get on out of here, man. Let this beat play on out. And uh, we're gonna be holding it down. Just like my guy said, Vach Lombardi, y'all check him out. He said, for the Doski Woskis and the Piski Weeskis. Y'all hold it down for that, too. We're going to hold it down and get down. Shout out to Mark Holmes, my guy Foots the King. Did I mention my Cowboys family? Man, E2 Blue, all those boys. Man, we be talking about Cowboys all day, every day. Did I talk about Cowboys blog, right? Joe Rod and uh, Cowboys fans since 1980s. Man, boy, <laughs> I can go on and on, man. It's a community that's built like no other. People try to emulate it. <laughs> like I see the Eagles nations and they try to emulate it. It's not the same, the Giants, they try to do something. It's not the same, because it's all day, every day. Boy, we be holding it down, boy. <laughs> try to run up on us, man, we deep. <laughs> we got this thing. And remember, you all are listening to absolutely nothing but the best. Salute. Oh, I forgot the godfather of them all. Shango, shout out to Shango. I think he in Egypt somewhere. Let's go. Let me play that beat back one more time. There you go. <laughs> Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Hit up Shango, man. Let him know. Tell him to enjoy his break. <laughs> All right. Appreciate those who donated too, man. Appreciate you. Really do. Thank you. Somebody dropped a dub up in there, man. Yeah. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's go. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Salute.